our life and for that he's yet worthy to be praised do i have a witness in the building on tonight hallelujah what a great god we serve on tonight hallelujah we thank god for all that he's done let's look to the lord in prayer father we thank you tonight just for another opportunity to come into the house of god another opportunity to be in your presence father another opportunity to hear your word father spread the table for us on tonight God, that we may feast. God, just say, he that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So, Father, fill us on tonight. You know what we need. God, you know the challenges and the struggles that we would face in life. And, God, we know that if we can only overcome them. One of the ways that we can overcome them is through your word. So, God, enrich us tonight. Holy Spirit, have your way. Well, let David decrease that you may increase. Think through my mind. Speak through my mouth, Lord, a word that would truly empower your people on tonight, that they can use against the enemy. Father, that they could use it to lift up a standard against him. Father, we thank you, for we understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we're in a spiritual warfare, and we need your word. Hallelujah. So bless us tonight. Give us what we need to be able to stand in a time like this. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Just look at somebody and say, I'm glad to see you on tonight. Amen. 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 We're going to get right into the word of God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord on tonight. Amen. We thank um, all that are here tonight. Thank God for uh, Minister Dantes on Sunday, kind of... Uh, Launching this, yeah, yeah, it's worth a hand clap. Amen, amen. He talked about walking faith uh, and did not know that I was preparing for tonight talking about genuine faith. Uh, so evidently God wants to do something with our faith. Uh, he wants to strengthen it. He wants uh, to empower us the more that we may use that that he's given us. He said he's given to every man a measure of faith. Uh, so he's given us a measure, but our job is to continue to grow it and continue to work it uh, because we go from faith to faith, from glory to glory. Uh, so God desires that our faith be increased. We need more faith than we did last year. Uh, I wish I had a witness in the building. Amen. Amen. The faith that I had last year is good, but, you know, I'm going to face some other challenges. I'm going to face some other struggles. Uh, there are some other things that God wants me to tap into, and the only way that I'm going to tap into it is by faith. Amen. Uh, so genuine faith is what we're talking about uh, tonight, genuine faith. Uh, when we look at the word genuine, genuine means authentic. It means bona fide. It means real. Uh, the antithesis of that is a bogus faith or bogus, a pseudo or counterfeit or fake or false. And the truth of the matter is, is that what we need in our lives is genuine faith. We need faith that's going to work uh, because all of our faith at some point of time in our life is going to be tested. It's going to be tried. And it needs to be able uh, to stand the test. Uh, I thought about this. You know, my, my wife and my kids probably can attest that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of anything that's not authentic. Uh, and it, it's just me. I, I, you know, when it comes to furniture, when it comes to jewelry, I, I, I like the real stuff. 
you know, I, I, I'll go to auctions to get the real stuff. Uh, I, I mean, it may be used, but uh, it's the real stuff. And there's something about the real stuff that lasts. And, and again, it's just me. My brother-in-law has been trying to get me to, to buy one of them knockoff Rolexes for the last two years. Uh, you know, he, he told me that uh, you, won't nobody uh, uh, be able to tell the difference. Uh, and I told, you know, I'll be able to tell the difference. Uh, and I'm not worried about anybody else, but I'll be able to tell the difference. Uh, so I said, I'm going to hold out just a little bit longer. You get four, five, six of them fakes, and then at some point in time, I'm going to get a real one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because there's something about having something that's genuine. Genuine. Now, that's just me. That's just my preference. But the truth of the matter is, is that when it comes to faith, we must possess genuine faith. Uh, it, it's critical. It's critical. Um, because you want something that's going to stand pressure, uh, stand the test of time. You don't want anything that's going to fall apart. You, you, you know, that when you really need it, that it collapses on you. No, no, you, you, you want something that's, you know, when your back is up against the wall, you know, everybody else may be falling out, but you have tapped into something that's going to give you some strength, something that's going to give you some durability, something that's going to cause you to be able to weather the storms of life. Because we're going to have some storms. We're going to be tested. So tonight I want to look at a couple of people who had genuine faith in the Bible. Genuine faith. The first one I want to look at, I want to look at, uh, turn with me to 2 Kings 4. 2 Kings 4 introduces us uh, to a Shunammite woman. Introduces us to a Shunammite woman. And we're going to see that this woman had genuine faith. Her, her faith was moved in spite of what she saw, uh, in spite of the circumstances that she was engaged in. She, she continued to hold to genuine faith. Let's look at this, starting at verse 18. It says, and the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to the servant, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him and went out. And then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of the young men. And one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. So he said, why are you going to him today? Today, you know, you know it's, it's neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. Why, why are you going to, to the man of God? And she said, it is well. It is well. You're talking about some genuine faith. It, it, it is well. Th this woman had genuine faith. Now, now we have to kind of kind of do a, a, some some you know bringing us up to par as to uh, the context of this particular text. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, in these days, understand having a child was a big thing, uh, and especially having a male child. 
uh, it, it, it was a big thing because if they had no children, if the husband and wife had no children, then the name would stop. The name would carry on with the male child. Uh, so here's this woman uh, up in age, and the Bible tells us that her husband was even older than her, but they had no children. So you can imagine how she must have felt and probably how he must have felt in the fact that they had no children. They had no children to, to leave their lineage to. Um, and, and, and it was even more significant in the fact that if he passed away, then uh, she, because in those days, um, a, a person's social uh, security was in their children. Uh, you know, they didn't have no 401k plans. They, 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 they didn't have none of that. So the children would be that. The children would work and they would take care of the parents. But if the husband passed, then that means the wife uh, would possibly have no protection and, and, and no provision because she didn't have anyone there, yeah, to protect her. Uh, but one day, yeah, one, one day the, the, the prophet uh, Elijah is at her home, and it's, it's, it's significant to note that this woman saw something in the prophet, and she saw something uh, enough to, to build him some quarters at the house, that when he came into town, that, that he didn't have to go to the hotel, he didn't have to go to the Holiday Inn, he, he didn't have to go uh, to the Red Roof Inn, no, no, he, he would go to her house. Yeah, go to her house because she understood that he was a holy man. So one day as he's there, understand, he, he, he wants to know, he wants to, to render back to her, give some, give some blessing upon her because she has shown this type of favor unto him, matter of fact, and to one of his servants that, that, that was with him. And, and, and he begins to ask the servant, what, what does she need? You, you know, what does she need? She was a well-off woman, the Bible tells us. Yeah, they, they were well off. Uh, matter of fact, uh, one text says that, that as she, as he, uh, 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 Elijah begins to offer her things, she begins to tell him that, you know, she doesn't need him to go to the king for her for anything because she, she was okay. She was okay. She was well taken care of. But there is one thing that she did not have, which was a child. So he tells her that by this time next year, yeah, that you're going to have a child. Yeah, and lo and behold, the child is born, and it's a boy, and he, he, he grows up evidently because we see that uh, he goes out to his father who is out in the field, and he's had a terrible headache, a headache so much so that the Bible tells us that he dies. Yeah, he dies. He dies. Now, you, you're talking about here is... Uh, the, the, the woman of God now has have received that, that, that precious child, child that really she didn't ask for, but the prophet begins to tell her that God is going to bless her with one, but now this child is dead. I, I just can't imagine how she must have felt. But the Bible tells us, yeah, that she calls her husband and tells her husband to, to get the, the donkey ready. To, to, to send a lad, and we're going to see the man of God. And her husband uh, begins to ask her, you know, why, why are you going today? 
Why are you going today? This is not the, the new moon. This is not the, the Sabbath day. Uh, uh, I mean, Elijah must have been probably at the temple. He, he must have been worshiping. And, and, and normally, you know, if you're going to see the man of God, you're going to worship. But instead, she was going for another reason. She tells her husband that it is well. The first thing I want to tell you is that genuine faith speaks. Genuine faith speaks. Yeah, despite what this woman saw, understand her word said something else. Yeah, in spite of what her eyes be beheld, her word said something else. She saw that her son was dead, but her words said something else. Yeah, her, her faith caused her to say something else despite of what she saw. Yeah, because genuine faith speaks. I, I, I mean, how many, how, how many know that, that sometimes you have to say it before you see it? Yeah, yeah, I, I know it might look bad. I, I, I know it seemed like a terrible situation, but there are going to be times in our lives where we can't allow what we say, what we see to dictate what we say. Yeah, there, there are going to be times where we have to reach to what we're saying to, to pull that in to shift and change our situation. Yeah, because the truth of the matter is that, there, that there, there's power in our words. Yeah, yeah, your words can be destructive or they can have creative power. And I, I don't think we, we really understand the magnitude of that. This is what Solomon tells us in Proverbs 18 and 21. He says, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Yeah, he says, what you say, understand, you're going to eat thereof. Uh, so if you're saying something good, then you're going to eat something good. But if you're saying something bad, understand that it's going to have a, 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 a repercussion to our lives. Yeah. Matter of fact, I like what the Good News translation it says. It says, what you can, what, what you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. Yeah. He, he, he said it can either preserve your life. Or it can destroy it. How many times have we allowed our words to destroy something in our life? Yeah, how many times have we allowed our words to, to, to shift and change uh, uh, the very course of our life only to realize that if we said something else, if we spoke what we should have spoken, that it would have shifted us in another direction? Yeah, because what you say can determine what happens to your life. Yeah, so my question, a couple questions is, you know, what are you speaking over your marriage? Yeah, what are you speaking of? When you wake up in the morning or, 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 or throughout the day or, 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 or when you face challenges in your relationship, what are you saying over your marriage? Yeah, because can I suggest to whatever you're saying could dictate how it turns out? Yeah, whether it's successful or not, or whether you uh, uh, struggle with it or not. I, I mean, what are you speaking over your children? Yeah, I know they get on your nerves sometimes. Yeah, but what, what, what are you speaking? Are you speaking positive things, things that, uh, 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 that add to their life or things that take away from them? Are you building them up or are you tearing them down? Are you encouraged, encouraging them or are you discouraging them? Yeah, what are you saying about your career? 
Yeah. Are you saying that you're, you're too old? <laughs> uh, are you saying you've you, you missed your time? Yeah. Are, are, are you saying that, 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 that your job can't get better? Are you saying that there's nothing else out there for you? What are you saying over your career? Are you speaking life to it? Yeah, because we got a God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above that that we could ask or think. Uh, I mean, he can share. What are we saying over our health? Yeah. Are we allowing the doctors to dictate how we feel? Yeah, or are we getting up in the morning and speaking wholeness over our, our life, speaking our organs well, speaking uh, our, our health well, uh, uh, coming against high blood pressure and, and sugar diabetes and all these things? Uh, are we speaking life? Yeah, are we speaking? What, what are we saying over our money? Yeah, what are we saying over our money? I, I, I'll never have enough. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it just keep running out. Or are we speaking the fact that God owns everything? Yeah, 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 yeah. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah, that He giveth the power to get wealth. Yeah, that though my bank account might look funny right now, guess what? It is going to change. Uh, it won't always be like this. No, it won't always be in the red. No, no, at some point in time, I'm going to have an overflow. Yeah, I'm going to be the, 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 the lender and not the borrower. I'm going to be the head and not the tail. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, look, look at Mark 11 and 12 through 14. We see something incredible here ah, that Jesus illustrates to us. Uh, the text says, now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, yeah, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. And he sees from afar a fig tree having leaves. And he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For it was not the season for figs. And in response, Jesus says to it, let no one eat fruit from you uh, ever again. And his disciples heard it. And we jump down to 2021. 20, we have found out the result of what Jesus spoke. He says, now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, yeah, the disciples heard Jesus. And, and, and Peter re remembers and he says to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you curse." has withered away. Now note that Jesus never touches the tree. Yeah, he never touches the three tree. He just speaks to the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus uh, is showing us the impact of our words. Yeah, he's showing us how our words can, can impact our situations and circumstances in our life. I, I mean, he never, he never touches it, but he just speaks to it. Yeah, and I don't think we realize often the power of our words. Yeah, <laughs> my wife likes uh, fresh flowers. But the thing about fresh flowers is that they don't last long. Yeah, know what I said? She likes them. <laughs> yeah, she likes them. Uh, I, I, I like stuff that lasts long, <laughs> but, but she, li she likes them. <laughs> Uh, but even, uh, uh, even though they don't last, or even though, you know, you put them in water, but because they are cut, the roots are dying. In other words, immediately when you sever it from the root, 
it begins to die. Can I suggest that that's what our words would do to us if we're not careful? Yeah, we say things, and, and though we can't see it immediately, they're slowly affecting our lives. Yeah, that's why we got to be cautious of what we say. Yeah, because though we can't see the result or the impact immediately, somewhere down the line, yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, somewhere down the line, it's going to happen. Yeah, so too many people speak doubt and unbelief, and it impacts their life in such a way that they miss out on what God has made available to them. See, it is faith that gives you access to everything that God has planned for our life. It is faith. Yeah, I know we plan some things. Yeah, I'm not necessarily talking about our plans, but I'm talking about his plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, see, faith is meant to, <laughs> yeah, to turn promises into our reality. Yeah, it, 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 it's meant to, to bring that from the supernatural to the natural. <laughs> yeah, yeah, faith, faith, yeah. Uh, and when we use it properly and when we allow ourselves to, to, to exercise it, then we see a great supernatural thing taking place. I, I mean, look at what Jesus said in 22 and 23. Jesus lets Peter in on a powerful principle. He, he, he says, so, so Jesus answered and said, have faith in God. Yeah, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says, yeah, underline that. Look at that. He said, whoever says to the mountain. He didn't say whoever looks at the mountain, but he says, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. We'll deal with that. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he what he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Yeah, says three, three, three. Three says in, in this particular uh, in these particular verse, he, he's trying to get us to to understand the importance of what we say. He's not necessarily saying, uh, uh, or, or he wasn't necessarily telling them that the mountain that they were looking at, which uh, uh, that the mountain that they were looking at, that if they spoke it, it would necessarily move. But he's using that as an illustration to us to let us know that there are going to be some mountains and struggles and trials and situations in our lives. And the way that they're going to move is not by looking at them, but by speaking to them, by using our creative voice that he's put inside of us. Yeah, he blew his breath in us, the, the aura, uh, the creative power. He, he blew that in us. So if he blew that breath in us, it's the same breath that's still in us, that creative power. So he understands the power of the, 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 the voice that we have and the things that we say. He understands that, that it can change our lives. Yeah, I like the message translation says Jesus was a matter of fact. He says, embrace this God life. He says, really embrace it, and nothing will be too much for you. He says, this mountain, for instance, just say, go jump in the lake. Not shuffling or hemming or hawing. hawing. He says, and it's as good as done. 
He said, when you say it, it's as good as done. <laughs> yeah, he, he says, that's, that's why I urge you to pray for absolutely everything. In other words, decree and declare for everything. Open your mouth for everything. Uh, and, and he says, and it will be done. He says, include everything as you embrace this God life and you'll get God's everything. He says, when we use what he's given us, we begin to open our mouths and begin to speak and, and begin to decree and declare things, begin to, to utter it by faith. Yeah. He said, we'll get God's everything. So think of the opposite of that, that if we say nothing, that if we fail to decree, if we fail to exercise the faith that God has given us by speaking it, that means that we will not get God's everything. Yes, I don't know about you, but I, I want God's everything. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want everything that he has, purpose and plan for my life. So I got to open my mouth. I got to believe it by faith. I got to decree it and declare it. It's one thing to believe it and say nothing. But exercising faith tells us that genuine faith is speaking it. Second thing I want to tell you is that genuine faith is followed by belief. Yeah. Not only speaking it, but believing it. Yeah, the Shunammite woman did not only speak, but she also believed. I mean, she didn't let what she saw affect what she believed. <laughs> no, no. She said, it is well. Yeah. And also believed that it was well. Yeah, because sometimes people say something, but really don't believe what they say. Yeah, I, I, I know. I mean, all of us probably have done that. You know, we, we said some things, and, uh, but we failed to believe it. Uh, you know, there was something, some, some, uh, we didn't have the conviction on the inside that we really believed what we said. We were just saying some things, maybe because somebody else said it, maybe because we heard it from somebody else, or, or, or maybe we read it and we just said it, but failed to believe. Yeah. I mean, this, this Shunammite woman could have, could have given up. I mean, she could have started planning funeral arrangements, but the text does not tell us that. She could have got on the phone and started calling folks. Yeah, but, but, but she didn't do that. No, the text says that she went and laid the child up in the man of God's room, left him there, and went to see the man of God. Yeah. So, so there was some belief. There was something on the inside of her. There was some type of conviction on the inside of her to know that this was not the end. <laughs> yeah, that in spite of what her eyes saw, yeah, in spite of maybe what she felt, yeah, holding the child, she understood that no, God had promised some things. And if God promised it, understand, somewhere down the line, I don't care what happens, God is a God of his word. Uh, yeah, yeah, she goes to see the man of God. Matter of fact, 2 Kings 40 and 30 says, and the, the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave. So he arose and followed her. So he goes, she goes to see the man of God and he tells her to take the staff back. Yeah, and, and lay it on the child. Uh, but she was so determined, there was such a conviction on the inside that, that she wanted him to come. Yeah, she wanted him to come. Yeah. I mean, what would our lives look like if we had the persistent belief 
of this woman. How quick do we give up on things? Hmm. How quick do we give up? Yeah. How quickly do we pronounce it dead? <laughs> when God has spoken. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he's just that kind of God. He, he's able to do, uh, I, 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 I mean, the exceptional. That if it's dead and stinking, he, he's able to bring it back to life. Yeah, yeah. Often do we just give up, uh, just throw in the tile, plow when, 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 when we need to be persistent like this woman and, and, and have a conviction on the inside. I, I mean, look at what Jesus told Peter. Look what he says in 23. He says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, he tells us to say it first. Yeah, and then he tells us to believe. So if we believe what we say, if, he says if. He says if you can believe. He says all things are possible to him who believe. Now, now here in this particular text, Jesus was addressing a father who had a son who was afflicted with a deaf and dumb, yeah, spirit. Yeah, and the father cried out to Jesus to, to help my son. Yeah. Yeah, and Jesus says unto him, if you can believe. Yeah, if you can believe that I, I can do it. If you can believe that I, I can change him. If you can believe that the child that you see today will not be the child that you see tomorrow. If you can believe it, understand it's possible. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know what you may be dealing with. Yeah. But, but I hear Jesus saying that if you can believe, it's possible. Yeah, I, I, I know we're about uh, eight months in and with four months left, uh, and, and he made some promises this year, but he says if you can believe, understand it's four months left. <laughs> and what I like about God is he does his best work yeah yeah in the late hours yeah 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 in the late hours Paul and Silas locked in jail at midnight late hour yeah in, in, in the lateness of things when it seemed like it can't turn around when it seemed like all hope is gone can I tell you that that's when God will step in yeah he just needs Somebody that will believe. Somebody that will believe. I mean, what a promise Jesus made to this father. And not only him, but to every one of us who dare to believe. The Bible said that when he comes back, he's going to be looking for faith. Somebody that's exercising faith. Why would he say that? He, he didn't say he was going to come back and looking for somebody with five or six degrees and, and living in a mansion and, and driving a Bentley. No, he, he didn't say that. He says, I'm going to be looking for somebody with some faith. Yeah, somebody that believes me, somebody that trusts me, uh, somebody that's willing to go against the odds, somebody that's willing to, to, to believe my word will not fail, that heaven and earth will pass away before my word return void. He said, that's the, that's the type of person I'm looking for. And see, that's why the enemy doesn't want you to believe. Yeah, I mean, anytime he attacks your faith, he's really after your belief system. Hmm. 
He's after your, your belief system. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he doesn't mind you getting the house. He doesn't mind you getting the car. He doesn't mind you getting a nice job. He, he doesn't mind you wearing nice clothes. He, he doesn't mind that. He's after your belief system. Yeah, see, because your, your belief system comes first. Yeah, many times before all of those things, your, your belief system is first. Especially when it comes to God's promises because it is our belief system that allows us access to the promises of God. In other words, if he's promised us a house, if he's promised us a, 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 a nice car, if he's promised us a good job, if he promised us a good education, if, if whatever he's promised for our life, understand it's accessible by way of our belief system. Yeah, and if he can attack our belief system, if he can get us to doubt God, that's why uh, he, he told the disciples, he's Simon, he, he said Satan had a desire to sift you as wheat. Yeah, he wanted to sift your belief in him. Your, but what you believe about God, what you trust about God. Huh? I mean, that's why the enemy says so many things. That was the attack on Job's life. Yeah, yeah. He attacked everything around him, trying to attack his belief system. But Job said, naked came I in the world, <laughs> and naked shall I return. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In other words, my belief is not in those things, but in the God of those things. Woo! Hallelujah. And you can take everything else, but I'm still going to trust God, because if I can trust God, I understand that just like he gave Job double for his trouble, whatever might happen in my life, God can restore it. Woo! He can't restore it. Whatever I lose, God is able to give it back. Uh, whatever I fall short, God is able to make up for it. Woo. Oh, yeah. I mean, he tells us in, in Mark, it is 23 and 24, he says, For surely I say, whoever says to the mountain, uh, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, doubt, doubt in his heart. Doubt in his heart, who does not go against his belief system and what he believes. The enemy wants us to doubt God at every turn. And what's amazing about this is that we've seen God come through on multiple occasions. Yes, yes. I, I mean, it's amazing that, uh, I, I mean, when, 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 when we prayed or, or when you prayed five years ago for that thing and you saw God God come through. I mean, he's the same God. He doesn't change. Uh, so whatever you're going through in 2022, understand he's the same God that's able to do it. But the enemy wants us to doubt God in 2022 where we trusted him in 2019. Mm. Yeah, he wants us to doubt him. Third thing is, uh, he tells us, uh, the third thing I want to tell you is that genuine faith is followed by action. It's followed by action. So you can't, you, you can't say that you have genuine faith if it's not followed by some type of action. It has to be. I mean, this is what James tells us, James 2 and 14 and 22. Uh, he says, my friends, what good is it for one of you to say that you have faith if your actions do not prove it? He says, can that faith save you? And he gives us an illustration of this. He, he says, suppose that there are brothers and sisters who, who need clothes and don't have enough to eat. What good is there 
uh, what good is there in you saying to them, God bless you, keep warm, and eat well? <laughs> uh, he says, what, what good is that going to do that individual? I, I mean, they, 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 they got white crust around their mouth, and they're hungry. I, I, I mean, they want something to drink. They, 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 they wearing uh, five-year-old clothes with holes in them, and, and, you know, they need some new clothes. Staying outside, what good is it just to say that? Yeah, he says, <laughs> he says, if you don't give them the necessities of life, so it, so it is with faith, that if it is alone and includes no actions, he says it's dead, it's dormant, it's unproductive, it's inoperable. I don't care how much we say it, it has to be followed by some type of corresponding action. <laughs> yeah, he, he, we have to be able to see faith in action. Yeah, to, to see it in action. Uh, yeah, and so he, he, he goes on down. He says, but someone will say uh, one person has faith and another one has action. He says, my answer is show me how anyone can have faith without actions. And I will show you my faith. By my actions. He says, do you believe that there is only one God? He says, good. He says, even the demons believe this. Yeah, it's, they believe it, but they have no corresponding action. In other words, they won't serve God. They won't worship him. <laughs> but he says, he says, how was our ancestor Abraham put right with God? It was through his action. And when he offered his son Isaac on the altar, can't you see his faith and his actions worked together and his faith was made perfect through his actions. So faith only comes alive by action. Yeah. So we need faith that's alive. Faith that's going to produce something. I mean, Paul said in Romans 10 and 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more that we hear the word of God, the more that we meditate on the word of God, the more our faith should increase. <laughs> uh, yeah, our faith should increase. So he tells us, matter of fact, in, in, in Matthew 7, 24 and 25, he says, therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them... Uh, he says, I will liken him to a wise man who built a house on a rock. Here's Jesus. Listen to what he's saying. He says, and that rain descended and floods came and the wind blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, he says, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and he says great was the fall of it he says so the problem with uh, that he's presenting in this text is that when we hear the word of God we need to be at we need to be act we need to act off of it and the more that we act off of it the more our faith builds and the problem with many people is that they they talk a good game I mean, what made one wise and the other one foolish was one fail to be a doer. Yeah. So I don't, I don't just want to speak faith. Yeah. 
I don't just want to believe it, but I want to do something about it. Yeah. Because speaking plus belief equals action. So there has to be some consistency there. See, what we say and what we believe must be followed by corresponding action. So we need this principle. We see this principle at work throughout the Bible. The woman with the issue of blood, for instance. The Bible said that she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. She said, if I can just touch it. She did not just say it, but she did it. She has some type of corresponding action that caused her to be healed, that caused her to, uh, to be delivered from her condition. And that's what God is looking for in this season of our lives is not just words, but action. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can one person walk in the fulfillment of what God has destined for their life and another person aimlessly struggle in life it has to do with what they speak, believe, and do. Yeah, because when you speak, believe, and do, you're going to get some results. You're going to see God manifested power come to life. And can I suggest that that's, that's faith, because faith is supernatural, we get to see God's power come to life. <sighs> so God is waiting to perform his word over our life. He's waiting. I mean, the Bible tells us this. I mean, Jeremiah 1 and 12 says, I watch over my word to perform it. He's watching, waiting to perform his word. In other words, he's waiting for faith <laughs> to activate <laughs> his word. Every promise over your life will not be laid hold to without faith. Without faith. We got to activate our faith. We got to use our, our, our faith. It's genuine faith that activates God. Uh, fourth thing is, it's a genuine faith grows stronger under pressure. I mean, we see this. The Shunammite woman said, all is well. So she had a conviction that all was well. All was well. Everything was speaking contrary to what she believed. Everything was speaking contrary to what she said, what she believed, and even what she did. I mean, husband's like, where are you going? Why are you leaving? I mean, our son is dead upstairs. Why? Why leave? But there was a conviction on the inside. There was something she believed. She believed she had a conviction that it was not over. I mean, how is your conviction about what God has promised over your life? How is your conviction? Do you really believe it? I mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I know things are speaking against it. I know people might be speaking against it. I know it, it, it may look like it has turned for the worst, but my Bible says, uh, uh, it, it tells us to believe God and that everybody else is a liar. So our word tells us to trust him, to lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him. 
So, 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 so the more that our situations speak against us, can I suggest, yeah, that the genuine faith that we have should grow stronger instead of weaker because of who said it? That in spite of what it looks like or who's coming up against it, that if God has promised it, then whose report are you going to believe? <laughs> I mean, we say we believe God. We, we say we trust him. I mean, we say that he can do all things. But are you really convicted of that? Are you convicted that he'll heal your body? Are you convicted that he can restore that relationship? Are you convicted that he can bless your finances? Are you convicted that he will fight your battle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Minister Dante has talk, talked about some things that we, we do sometimes. You know, we, we try to manipulate God. Uh, manipulate things you know in our life instead of letting God do it yeah but when you got conviction then you'll let him you'll push it into his path yeah you'll put that burden on him he, I mean he says bring it to him and leave it there I, I, I mean you, you'll trust him in it I mean, are you convicted that he can open doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open? Are you convicted that his timing is better than your timing? <laughs> you know, because we want it fast and in a hurry. Yeah. But one thing about God, he, he, he never gives us a time when he's going to do it. And that's the problem. That's the problem, right? We, I mean, we shout and praise God. And, and, you know, when we hear the blessing, when we get prophesied to, when, 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 when we get that word, but he never gives us time. Mm. Yeah. Because can I suggest that make it worse before it gets better? Never gave Joseph a time. It got worse before it got better. But in the process, God still kept his word. And that's what I like about God. <laughs> oh, that he's able to keep his word in spite of circumstances, in spite of situations, in spite of the lateness of the hour. He always keeps his word. Uh, I got to go. Four and three minutes. <laughs> oh. uh, I, I, I mean, can I suggest that this is what the church needs? It needs men's, men and women that are convicted about God and about what he's going to do. I mean, genuine faith is a powerful thing. I mean, anybody want genuine faith? <laughs> I, I, I mean, genuine faith. I, we, we see the result of that. That's a close. We, we see the result of that. I, I, I mean, uh, 2 Kings 4 and 32 37 says, when Elijah came into the house, there was the child lying dead on his bed. So the child was dead. 
child was dead. No heartbeat. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know how long it took from the time that she, that the child died. I mean, it was noon, the text says, that it was noon. Child was laying on his mother's lap. Child died. And she puts him upstairs. And then she goes, I don't know how far the, 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 the man of God was away from the house. I don't know the length of time. We don't know how long the child was dead, how long he went without oxygen, oxygen to his brain. But the text says that he went in there. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay on the child and put his mouth on his mouth. And his eyes on his eyes and his hands on his hands. That's another sermon. Uh, and he stretched himself out on the child and on the flesh of the child. And the, and the flesh of the child became warm. And he returned and walked back and forth in the house and, be, and again went up and stretched himself on, out on him. Then the child sneezed seven times. <laughs> seven. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And the child opened his eyes and he called Gehazi and said, call this Shunammite woman. I mean, this woman's genuine faith. Can you imagine her outside the door of that room? Can you imagine the anticipation that she had? I mean, she had anticipation that when the door was open, she wasn't going to see a dead child, but a living child. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I suggest that, uh, yeah, that, that, that God wants to, wants to show us some, 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 some living things even in the remainder of the, 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 uh, the year that, that we have left, that, that even though we're in the eighth month, that, that God still wants to do some supernatural things, some incredible things, some things that may seem like they were dead, seem like it was over, seem like it will not come to pass, seem like it might be stinking, that God, through our faith, through what we say through what we believe through our actions that God wants to do some supernatural things in our lives yeah 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 uh-huh <laughs> oh so, so, so I don't know about you, but I'm still excited about the remainder of this year. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still excited about the remainder of the year. I'm still excited about what God can do to end this year. Glory to God. I, 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 the Bible says that my latter will be greater than my former. So the things that I have experienced already, yeah, in 2022, can I suggest that God can finish this thing and blow our minds? But it's dependent on your faith. It's dependent on what you believe about him, who he is, and what he can do. That he can do some exceptional thing that we only stop God by our faith. We limit him by our faith that he wants to do. That he's already got plans and purpose. That he's waiting to perform his word over our lives for 2022. Yeah. Because can I suggest that he got something uh, uh, in store for 2023? Amen. 2024, 2025, 2026. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to go out of 2022 without receiving what he got for me in this year. Yeah. Yeah. 
So he called to her. Yeah. And when she came in to him, he said, pick up your son. So she went in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she picked her son, picked up her son, and went out. No longer dead, but alive. Because she worked the one thing, or one of the one things that God had given her, which is faith. The one thing that he's given to every man, faith. And see, what I like, he has no respect of a person. I mean, we see the world exercising faith all the time. So that's not predicated on just being a, a, a Christian. He said he give to every man a measure of faith. It just depends on how we work it. That we don't have to be jealous of anybody, envious of anybody, if we work what God has given us. And we'll see the fruit of it. Anybody glad about that on tonight? Genuine faith. Genuine faith. That's what I want. And it means that you're going to be tested, that you're going to be tried. Because anything that's not tried, how can it be genuine? I mean, gold is purified by the fire. Metal is, is purified, and uh, you can tell its strength by the fire. So we, we got to go through some things in life. But I love God because he never, he always equips us beforehand. Always gives us exactly what we need to stand the test, to go through, to persevere. He never puts us at a disadvantage. Never puts us at a disadvantage. Gives us what we need, but it's up to us to use it. So I want to use my faith. I want to use it. If I'm going through something, I, 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 I want to use it. Because the more I use it, the more I grow, the stronger I get. Because we're going to go through many things in life, and we can't make it without faith. Anybody believe that on tonight? Amen. I'm going to give the Lord a hand clap for the word of God on tonight.